your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. I don't have to say that because the guy says it right before me, but I'm just in a robotic phase where I do it anyway. Dr. Keith Knudsen, Viterbo University Political Science, in studio with me. Gave me a little heads up right before the show started. He goes, hey, Rick, let's talk about the impeachment trial. Well, let's do it, Rick. Come on. <laughs> so if you want to get in here, 608-785-7914, the, better, the, the talk and text line. Uh, if you guys want to talk about the impeachment trial, you can too. What else were we going to talk about? <laughs> How's the weather? Uh, Governor Evers did give his state of the state address uh, last night. And well, let's not get uh, sidetracked. If he, we get there, he we'll has do... uh, <laughs> uh, asked the uh, state legislature to come into special session and address the uh, uh, increased uh, dem- uh, uh, decrease in the number of farms. Yeah. Um, and you can read, and if you want to know about that, wisdomnews.com. The story's right up there. Look for the Evers picture, and uh, we won't derail. We won't. De- we'll go impeachment because it, once you leave here, I don't try. I try not to talk about the impeachment afterwards because I'm not the civics mastermind. Um, so one more time: six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The talk and text line if you want to text or call. And this is, would you consider this day three of impeachment or day two? How, how do you categorize? This is the second day of the House managers presenting their impeachment charges against the president. The first day of the process in the Senate, the managers and the president's uh, defense attorneys uh, got to uh, propose amendments to the rules. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was interesting how they did that, too. They got the the beefiest senator and the beefiest house member, and then they arm wrestled over each rule, like whoever won, and then they got to pick a new rule, right? Is that- I wish I would have watched that on <laughs> yeah, TV, that's, Rick. That's, uh, I mean, they're trying to make it interesting for primetime television now that this thing goes into midnight. Well, one of the compromises uh, Senator McConnell, the Republican leader, uh, uh, made in that rules-making process um, stretched out the time a, a little bit longer. So the House managers are now in their second day of a three-day presentation of the impeachment charges. The president's lawyers will begin their response on Saturday. And, uh, of course, uh, nothing will happen on Sunday in the impeachment trial. Uh, so they would have Monday and Tuesday as well. And... Uh, I've read speculation that maybe the the uh, lawyers uh, may not even go into a third day. Okay, um, when when McConnell did that, he he had his rules. I think he released them at some point where everyone got to see them, or maybe I don't know if the public got to see them right away, but the House got to see them. And then right before whatever the the thing, whatever the you want to call it, where right before they go into session, or uh, they they. The Republicans had a, a lunch, I guess, and then they changed the rules. And I guess you can see his, like, scratched it out in pen and he rewrote the rules. Do you think that he was he was giving leeway to some of the senators that, that thought, hey, we need to have, this needs to be a little bit more balanced, this looks ridiculous? Or was that all dog and pony show where, let's do it like this to make it look like we're giving up something, to make it look more impartial, but really... The Senate's going to do what the Senate wants to do. I think the Senate is going to do what the Senate wants to do. As Senator McConnell said, nobody dictates to the United States Senate as to how it's going to be run. 
um, uh, whether, whether it was a setup or not, uh, Senator McConnell wanted to really push this thing along and have it go until 2 in the morning during the sessions. My understanding is uh, Senator Susan Collins of Maine uh, at that lunch made it clear that she uh, wanted the rules to be changed and um, the process, uh, uh, this initial process has been dragged out a bit longer than McConnell's initial proposal. Sure. And what she did, too, at that lunch is she flipped her lunch tray over <laughs> and her salad went all over McConnell's notes. And that's that's where we got there. Well, uh, we're well, gonna hopefully take a... she didn't have French dressing. <laughs> no, hopefully not. She does it on the side and she dips her lettuce in there. It's really weird. Uh, we're going to go to the phones before we hit news. Uh, we got a caller. I'm stalling. He's putting his headphones on, and hopefully they're turned up loud enough. Caller, who is this? You're on Lacrosse Talk PM. Hello. Hi there. Is this me? Yeah, you're, this is, uh, I don't know, is it? Hi there. <laughs> you're on the yeah, air. Go well, ahead. I'm hearing you through my, through my Bluetooth in the car, so I've never called in. This is Patrick. I've texted you in a couple times. Okay, cool. Um, I was wondering what your opinion on this, sir, both of you. Um, you think they're just going to not allow any witnesses or any of the documents, or they and just shut it down and say just what the house has presented is what we're going to look at? Because if they do, they're going to look bad because they're going to say they're gonna, people are going to argue that they didn't want to see the evidence. But if they they're not going to convict, obviously. But if they now they see the evidence and hear from Bolden and the rest of them, Mulvaney. And then they they choose not to acquit. Um, or not to which convict. Which way do you think it would work better for them if they just say, "I don't want to hear any of them," or "Okay, we'll we'll be reasonable for these four senators that are in the hot spot right now." Okay, we'll listen to a few of these guys, Mulvaney and Bolton, and then we'll say, "No dice, Trump's acquitted." Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense. No, I, I think that's what the debate right now is about. The House managers, um, I got to see a, a fair amount of uh, uh, the chief of those managers, Adam Schiff, uh, give his presentation yesterday. And uh, what I was able to see, and then, of course, I've read about it as well, um, uh, Schiff was presenting the evidence that the House was able to put together. But then uh, at the end of uh, the presentation of various segments of this evidence, uh, he would uh, present to the senators, uh, there is uh, uh, documentary evidence uh, to be uh, uh, read about this, that, that is notes made by the uh, those who testified, and wouldn't you like to see those notes? Um, I don't think any of us, and I wonder if uh, even the United States Senate knows yet, uh, collectively, all 100, um, you're, you're right to uh, acknowledge uh, the Democrats would need four Republicans to vote after, um, of course, the, the House managers are going to finish up tomorrow. Uh, the uh, uh, president's defense will begin uh, Saturday and maybe go Monday and Tuesday. And then there could be motions uh, on the Senate floor for the senators to uh, uh, subpoena, seek uh, uh, witnesses or uh, government documentation that... Uh, uh, I think it's safe to say the president has uh, not allowed to be released out of the executive branch of the government. Um, the, the the sense of this then is that uh, the Senate m might have uh, more sway in getting these documents than the, the House did. Or if they want to subpoena uh, Mulvaney, 
Pompeo, Bolton, whoever it might be, uh, perhaps the, the, the Senate subpoenas would be submitted to right away. Bolton has already said he'd like to testify, um, so uh, he wouldn't fight a subpoena. Who knows what others would do? I don't think we know yet, caller. Um, uh, I think the... Uh, the senators we're talking about, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney from Utah, maybe Cory Gardner from um, Colorado, uh, how many perhaps f- Lamar Alexander from Tennessee. How many phone calls to Ron Johnson would it take for him to be like, okay, I guess I'll I'll ask for evidence? And uh, I, I don't think one of those votes for evidence would be Ron Johnson. Um, I did print out a little article from uh, uh, today, and... Uh, Senator Johnson left the floor pretty red-faced um, as uh, uh, Sylvia Garcia uh, from Texas, uh, one of the managers, uh, brought up his role this past summer um, in visiting Ukraine and, and uh, engaging in some of the Ukrainian On the 4th of July of all days, too, um, right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't I, remember I, the date. I know he went to Russia on the 4th of July. I don't know if he made another trip over there. But all right, thanks for the call, Patrick. I got to get the news. We'll be back with Keith Knudsen from Viterbo in a minute, right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. Thank you all for texting in right now. I-90 eastbound at a standstill. There was a semi-trailer on fire uh, earlier today, so maybe somebody said there might be cleaning that up still. So if you're headed east down, eastbound, eastbound and down... Uh, on I-90, maybe go somewhere else. Go the other way. Don't, well, don't go the other way, but maybe go another way. Um, somebody texted in, did that guy really say hyperbole? I don't know. I don't Maybe. Maria? I don't know. Uh, Phil, or Phil. Uh, Pete. Pete's on the phone waiting patiently. Pete, go ahead. You're on the air with uh, with Keith Knudsen. Keith Knudsen, how are you doing tonight, Keith? Pete, I'm doing good. I trust you're well. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Well, I had a shovel of snow today. I wasn't really nuts about that. But, uh, uh, you know what, uh, your impeachment deal here, uh, I watched it the other night. I watched the first day, and I, I stayed up and watched Nadler make an idiot of himself. That that was pretty despicable, you know, his uh, presentation, in my opinion. But uh, he was, rep- I he, he was reprimanded. Did you he, hear that? He was reprimanded by the chief justice, but so was the president's lawyer, Cipollone. Uh, each of them got into it, and uh, uh, Justice Roberts reminded them that they're on the floor of the greatest deliberative body on the on the planet. And I think we, we saw the... Uh, 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 impact uh, on the House managers yesterday and today, uh, much greater decorum. Well, yeah, but it, oh, yeah, they had to because uh, the chief, uh, but it was Nadler who actually uh, uh, started it off. It. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, but it, it, either here or there, like I said, I watched it the and I tried to watch some of it yesterday, but this is what it seems like to me uh, and why it's going to fail uh, because they already stated their case. And I don't think they're going to get any witnesses. They might get, you know, if they get Bolton, it's going to be a nothing burger. If they get Mulvaney, it's going to be a nothing burger. And, you know, it would have been good. It would have been good for the Democrats, in my opinion, if it would have been a bipartisan impeachment, but it's not. And that, and that is what's, that's what's going to knock them right out of the water. And Bernie has to sit there and so does Liz Warren instead of campaigning. And if they drag it out, that's my question for you, Keith. 
Okay. I, I have a question for you. Sure. What, what is it that the Democratic National Committee doesn't like about Bernie Sanders? <laughs> uh, well, um, in defense of the DNC, uh, uh, Bernie uh, is a relatively uh, recent uh, member. Uh, he's caucused with the Democrats for uh, as long as he's been in the uh, United States Congress, including the House as well as the Senate. Um, uh, but I, I, I trust the DNC is not uh, actively working against uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, the, uh, in 2016, Hillary Clinton had longstanding relationships with uh, the DNC. Uh, people who headed it up were uh, associates of hers. Um, so... Uh, Sanders uh, is operating as an outsider, which is uh, precisely what President Trump did in 2016. Um, and Donald Trump has now, I think it's safe to say, taken over the Republican Party. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, 2016, not nearly as successful. Uh, recent polls have shown him in the lead. Um, I think that the D Democratic National Committee is going to work with whoever uh, comes out of this nominating process. And there's some possibility that that's going to be Bernie Sanders. At that point, if anyone in the DNC has a problem with Bernie, um, they better not then because he'll be their candidate. <laughs> well, it just seems to me like Bernie's like, uh, and I'm not crazy. I, I, I'm not a Bernie fan. Okay, I okay. don't. I think he's a commie. But it, I look at the race and I see who's uh, pulling out in front, and it seems like. You know, every uh, pundit and talking head always seemed to say, well, Joe Biden's ahead nationally. But Bernie, in my opinion, Bernie's wiping the floor up with him. Joe can't put two words together. In fact, I don't even think he wanted to run. I honestly believe that he just wanted to sit back and, and retire and do his thing because uh, Bernie, even even though he had a heart attack, he's a lot sharper. <laughs> and he's, he's got more charisma, you know what I mean? And, and, and Joe is just like, but a boom, but a boom, but a boom. You know, you can't never tell what's going to happen. That's why I was wondering what you, you know, because it seems to me like the DNC just, for some reason, doesn't like Bernie. And well, um, wh whoever's comprising the DNC and a lot of the uh, commentariat uh, in, 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 in the, the, the media, uh, Bernie is presenting um, uh, this liberal proposal of policy reformulation, and there's a lot of commentary that uh, if Bernie were to win uh, the nomination— uh, he would have a long way to travel back to the center uh, of our political spectrum uh, to have the capacity to win an election. Uh, and, and so, undoubtedly, there will be those Democrats who see Bernie not having been part of the party uh, throughout his life, and secondly, maybe uh, too liberal uh, to win a general election. Uh, and so, if people are making... Uh, what I'm going to call rational calculations, Pete, th those would be the calculations I'd point to that that some people in the party would, would undoubtedly be opposed to Bernie. But politics is a game of compromise. And if the Democrats uh, want to win uh, against President Trump in uh, the fall, uh, the Democrats are going to have to rally around whoever this nominee uh, is going to be. Bernie did just get a big boost from somebody. I don't know if you read that New York Times story. 
Hillary Clinton on Bernie Sanders, nobody likes him. <laughs> Boom. Did you see his numbers jump right above Biden's right after Hillary said that? Thank you, Hillary Clinton. Uh, I, uh, Rick, I think those public opinion polls are conducted before Hillary comes out with putting, oh. with, with maybe putting her own foot in her mouth. Oh. Um, she might be well advised in just giving up yeah. um, uh, any commentary and letting this nominating process work itself out. And as we like to say, let the voters decide. She said he's a career politician. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's the horse, uh, the, 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 the pot calling the kettle black for sure. Okay, so Dan texted in. And Pete, thanks for the call. Uh, Dan texted in. I think Democrats think that Bolton will be a favorable witness for them, but they should proceed with caution. Bolton is a very staunch conservative. Even though Trump removed him from the administration, Bolton is extremely conservative, and he is a hawk who was very happy that Trump took out the Iranian general. Do you want me to play that Trump sound now? Is that is this a good time for that? We're talking about Bolton. Yeah, you've got uh, you've got, I've got that, it queued uh, up here. So this was Trump uh, in what would you say in discussing whether or not to have Bolton as a witness, right, sure. in the Senate trial or, or or any witnesses? Okay, here's Trump on Bolton. I would rather interview Bolton. I would rather interview a lot of people. Uh, the problem with John is that it's a national security problem. You know, you can't have somebody who's at national security. And uh, if you think about it, John, he knows some of my thoughts. He knows what I think about leaders. Uh, what happens if he reveals what I think about a certain leader and it's not very positive and that I have to deal on behalf of the country? It's going to be very hard. It's going to make the job very hard. Uh, he knows other things, and uh, I don't know if we left on the best of terms. I would say probably not. Oh, you guys didn't leave on the best of terms? Well, you better not let him testify. Here's the thing. is Trump, Trump's worried about Bolton knowing some of Trump's thoughts. Trump never holds back his thoughts, and every leader knows what he thinks of them. So the, the idea that we can't have Bolton expressing how Trump feels about, that's kind of what Trump does is he expresses his feelings about everybody. So that's kind of a funny excuse. Well, I can't imagine um, the uh, House impeachment managers wanting to ask John Bolton what the president thought. They want to ask him about what he said. Why did you call this thing a drug deal? Why did you uh, direct your uh, associates in uh, the national security area uh, to go talk to the lawyers uh, time and time again? Go talk to the lawyers. Um, uh, John Bolton would uh, seem to have viewed... Uh, this episode with the president of Ukraine, the phone call, this sort of thing, uh, as uh, 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 transgressing the president's uh, constitutional parameters as the chief executive of the United States. That's what the um, impeachment managers would want to ask Mr. Bolton about, not what the president thought. Um, I think the president is once again uh, doing what he does fairly effectively, misdirecting people, and uh, the American public should not be allowed, should not allow themselves to let this president continually misdirect them with these kinds of mirandering thought processes that um, unfortunately display uh, uh, a lack of knowledge about what this impeachment process is all about. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Eric from Sparta, you're on with Keith. Go ahead. Yes, uh, Keith and you. Now, this is. Uh, please don't cut me off because I got two, a couple questions to make. The first thing is, what you know about this trial is only what you hear on the TV from news pundits for whatever stations you watch. You do not know the truth because you're not there yourself. All you do is give the reports of what you hear on the news. 
And number number two, number two. I'm regarding uh, Michael Bloomberg, Bloomberg, and uh, well, what's those the other guys doing? Anyway, you think Bloomberg has a chance of winning? I if if Bloomberg wins the DNC nomination, there will be a riot in this country you will never see before. Thanks a lot. Well, hold it, Eric. Why? Why would there be riots with Michael Bloomberg nominated? Hmm? I guess we can't ask him that question. Um, uh, in my estimation... Uh, How much TV have you been watching on the trial? Um, well, I, I have been watching... You know, of course, I have to watch the trial through some medium, right? Uh, yeah, it, I, the, the I, idea I, that you're watching news to watch the trial, the trials, they're just playing it, right? Like, it's just on... Um, I, Senate I should, television. I should is let what it's Eric called. know. I'm. Uh, I subscribe to the Washington Post, and the Washington Post has it available to its subscribers. So that's yeah. the that's the way I've now, been watching. Now, it. when you're watching it through the Post, do they whisper in? This is a lie. They're not telling the truth here. When there uh, are breaks, some of their journalists come in and uh, talk about what they've seen. Uh, okay. They're putting ideas into my head, Rick. Oh my um, god. Uh, uh, so before we get to that, it's uh, it's five thirty. Scott's comment in the news. We gotta we gotta pause for for the cause here. Okay, but call back Eric and let us know uh, uh, why there will be riots if Bloomberg wins the nomination. All right, thanks thanks Eric for the call. All right, we're gonna hit Scott's comment. The news. We'll be back with Keith Knutson from Viterbo after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center talking text line. Uh, I-90 eastbound was backed up a little bit ago. I'm assuming that it's probably still that way. So maybe go another route. Uh, Bob is waiting on hold. We're in studio with Viterbo political scientist Keith Knudsen talking about the impeachment. Bob, you got a question about impeachment? Yeah, hi. Hi, Rick. Hi, Mr. Knudsen. Hello, Bob. Yeah, I actually got a few questions uh, to ask you if you'll give me time to ask you those questions. Um. I'm a President Trump supporter. Um, I know Rick is a Bernie Sanders supporter. I think we're just wondering um, which Democrat candidate do you want to be president? Um, I, uh, I, I'm not backing uh, uh, any particular individual at the moment. Uh, we're a ways off from the Wisconsin primary, so it'll be interesting to see who's left standing uh, at that time. But uh, uh, I'm looking for... Uh, the candidate who can beat President Trump. Okay. Um, I think, you know, just Eric, he was talking about the riot thing. Um, I think what he was talking about was um, that videotape that came out um, about a week ago. Um, Project Veritas got this video of a couple Bernie Sanders uh, staffers saying that Bernie Sanders didn't win the nomination, that cities would burn, uh, starting with Milwaukee. That's what he's talking about. I see. Um, I, I, I understand that now. And right. I, I, I'm vaguely familiar with that, uh, that, that video. Thank you, Bob. All right. Uh, we're going to go to the text line here. Podrick texted in. Uh, where is it? Here we go. I told him he could call back, but I'll, I'll read his text. He says, would you think it would be better off for the Senate if they didn't allow anything beyond what the House has presented already? Rationale being this stuff will eventually get out. Better off if they say it wasn't presented to them and they didn't have this info rather than to hear it, you know, through the impeachment trial and then decide that this behavior by the president is acceptable for future presidents. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? 
Well, Adam Schiff's argument yesterday was, look, here's the evidence that the House of Representatives has put together. We voted impeachment charges against President Trump. There's more evidence to be had. The first impeachment article, uh, the second impeachment article is obstructing Congress. Um, President Trump didn't argue uh, executive privilege, not letting people come to testify, uh, but rather uh, just blanket, no, we're not going to uh, cooperate with the Congress. So yesterday, um, Schiff is saying, look, here, here's evidence that we put together, enough for us to impeach. Uh, there's more evidence to be had. And uh, as our texter is uh, uh, letting us know, uh, Schiff uh, let the Senate, uh, his, Schiff's view is, this information is coming out, you should get it. Would the Senate be better off uh, not taking the information and, um, of course, not voting to convict? Um, I think that would make the Senate look uh, quite willing to be complicit uh, in potential cover-up. That's where... Uh, Nadler, uh, Jerry Nadler, uh, one of the impeachment uh, managers, uh, was chastised by Chief Justice Roberts. Uh, Nadler was saying, "Look, if you don't if you don't get this evidence, you're going to be complicit in a cover up." Was it Nadler or, or Schiff? That's no, that was Nadler. It was Nadler. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, that approach uh, uh, proved to be ineffectual. Uh, the president's lawyer, Cipollone, kind of got back in it. And look, uh, Chief Justice Roberts chastised both sides. Um, uh, but the caller was right to, to recognize that Nadler started that um, inappropriate uh, contest. Does he like? Does he slam the gavel a couple times? Back to your corners, back to your corners, uh, like a no, boxing No, uh, what I heard uh, of uh, uh, Chief Justice Roberts, uh, just cautioning, advising, look, draw it back. These are my words now. Um, uh, because you're in a, a, a deliberative body where this kind of uh, accusation, acrimony, um, is, is not appropriate. I think if he would, if he just had a squirt gun and he just squirted them when they got out of order, they would. I mean, it works with my dog back when she was a puppy. Well, well that's a that's a pretty big chamber. You'd have to have a, like a bazooka, maybe a, a squirt yeah, gun, maybe a fire hose or something. Yes. Um, yeah. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Uh, caller, who's this? You're on with uh, me and Keith. This is Dan. Hey, Dan, go ahead. You're on. Uh, I've got a question for Keith. Um, I don't know if he saw it. It's been on the news. It's a clip a few times uh, with uh, Biden uh, at a podium saying how he uh, was going to delay or I don't want to use the word hold up or whatever this this uh, payment. And I think it was to the Ukraine unless there was a different uh, prosecuting uh, attorney. Uh, the guy should be fired or replaced or whatever. And uh, he said, you know, I'm, I'm only going to be here for X number of hours, and if we don't have results, there won't be this uh, whatever payment or reimbursement or whatever. I, I, is he familiar with that uh, that television uh, clip? I am. Uh, actually, Rick sent it to me a couple weeks ago, um, and that's what this letter um, uh, that uh, – uh, Representative Garcia from Texas, one of the managers, presented today. Um, the letter is from 2016. Um, Ron Johnson and uh, uh, Rob Portman from Ohio, uh, Gene Shaheen from New Hampshire. Um, 
uh, they're, they were back in 2016 members of the Senate Ukraine caucus, and this letter they had argued that Biden's desire to see then the, the prosecutor is Viktor Shokin, uh, and mm-hmm. Biden was uh, in this clip. Uh, acknowledge, I, I would acknowledge it, it seemed like he was, uh, you know, bragging. Uh, he was he was saying, "Look, um, uh, 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 I told the, uh, uh, the Ukrainians, either you get rid of this guy, or you're not going to get the money." Um, but the letter uh, signed uh, by Ron Johnson, which uh, got him so red faced today, um, uh, did the letter said that what Biden was doing was the official U.S. policy and was not a sign of personal corruption. <clears throat> so that's coming from our U.S. Senator Ron Johnson. Um, so uh, uh, the clip is there, but what Biden was doing was implementing uh, the policy of the government of the United States. That's who, the, who sets the policy of the government of the United States? Um, the president, the the Congress, uh, and of course Barack Obama was president. Um, but essentially, it is the president setting that policy, correct? I mean, he's um, he's the final word, I would think. Sure, he's, he's the one holding the squirt gun. The, the, yeah, right. Uh, the the president of the United States. Um, implements our foreign policy for sure but we are a democracy not an autocracy and so yeah but this isn't the secretary of state i mean aren't they appointed by the president with uh consent in the senate uh uh, but they are they're they're presidential appointees and he can hire and fire as he wishes right yeah we're uh, we see that quite often right now okay and in that particular case then I, I'm I'm kind of baffled if this was the policy of the president, and you've got the vice president saying, "Do this, or I'm not going to give you the money." He's doing. How a, is that any different? How is that any different than the president saying it himself? Are you talking about President Trump now? No, I'm talking about Biden. Yeah, when he I, said I, what call, he said, her, I, I, and I, he I, was he was relaying policy. Yes. How is that different coming out of the vice president's mouth or the president's mouth? If, are you, are if you, the policy to do whatever, how is that different than then even even if Trump did do this, can you explain to me how that's different? Why is it why is it wrong that Trump did it essentially? Well, why well, are we well, here? Trump was not operating um uh, through the uh institutions of the government of the United States. That's what the uh impeachment inquiry in the house showed us that uh, this was all kind of a a, a, a backroom, backdoor kind of deal. It, it it wasn't the policy of the government of the United States. The Congress had voted for the money that the president held through the summer. Um, the General Accountability Office has now told us that what the president was doing was against the law of the United States. So what President Trump was doing was not the policy of the government of the United States. President Trump was trying to get an advantage for himself in the upcoming election against the person he thought would be his opponent in that election. All right. So two calls and a text. What do I want to do here? I'll go to I'll go to back to I think Eric called back. So. If you want to keep discussing Michael Bloomberg, but Eric, you got another question? You're out, you're back on with Keith. The reason the riots I was talking about is because uh, law-abiding gun owners are are susceptible to this man's absolute um, attachment to uh, 
banning the Second Amendment, everything you can do to it. Law-abiding gun owners will not stand for this crap. Every time for gun violence, all the moms free demand action, all that crap. Law, pass laws on law-abiding gun owners will only keep guns from the law-abiding citizens, and the only one who happen will be criminals. It'll turn law-abiding gun owners into into criminals. And regarding well, these riots I was talking about, Eric, Eric, if law-abiding gun owners are opposed to gun regulation and they start rioting and shooting it up, they are no, no. longer they are no longer law abiding gun owners. Not at all. But there are people be a lot of people pissed off and I'm doesn't doesn't make any difference. If he, if he got elected I think I think it's reasonable in the United States of America that um, with our Second Amendment commitment by so many of our citizens, whatever kind of gun regulation we're going to implement is not going to be taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. We're, uh, I, I'm an advocate of some kind of gun control. Hopefully we get a grip on further dissemination of guns. And uh, I think the, the direction of uh, policy uh, today is to help uh, anyone with a gun who is uh, uh, psychologically, uh, uh, I'm just going to say unstable, I don't mean to be diminishing, um, uh, uh, help uh, the person not to use a weapon that is going to um, uh, destroy human life. All right, so we're going to get back to the Ron Johnson thing. <clears throat> Rudy texts in, in, in relating to that. So if our, our confidence in, and I think he's talked to texting, so I'm going to try to decipher. So if... Our confidence in Senator Johnson is so high that we take his word that Biden was okay. Can we then take his word now that he says what Trump did was also okay? This is not the word of Senator Johnson. This is a letter he signed with other United States senators. Um, <clears throat> so we're not talking about the word of, the, of Senator Johnson. We're talking about his involvement in United States government foreign policy. Um, uh, uh, Gene Shaheen signed this, other Democrats. This is a, I don't know how bipartisan the letter is. Uh, uh, I'm presuming that the Senate uh, was supportive of this because these people are representing the United States Senate and therefore an important institution of the United States government. So we're not talking about the word of Senator Johnson. We're talking about the policy position of the United States Senate, um, which Senator Johnson was taking out to another country. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute and a half right here on Wisdom with Viterbo Political Science Professor Keith Knutson. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914. A couple of minutes left here with uh, the Turbo Political Scientist, Keith Knudsen. Uh I think Pete, is Pete still there? Pete's back. Pete, you're almost on the air. Pete, yeah. you're on the air. Go ahead, man. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, i just like to know, well, actually, I'm pretty sure I kind of know, but um, if they're going to call witnesses, Remember they said uh, he didn't want in on that drug deal? Well, you know, there is a, uh, we all know that the Ukraine is corrupt. And uh, I think a lot of that drug money, because there was drug money over there, it was coming in on diplomatic uh, shipping containers and cars and, and all kinds of other stuff. 
And uh, I think they were laundering a lot of that stuff through Burisma. And that's why Trump said, uh, could you look into that for us? He didn't say looking for it to me, for me. And I just don't see Donald Trump being worried about Joe Biden in an election. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, uh, I happen to know that uh, there was a, a lot of stuff happening over in Ukraine, not just uh, 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 withholding money and withholding wep- weapons. There, right. there was a lot of drug running, sure. a lot of organ pl- uh, organs, uh, uh, cars, uh, uh, yellow cake, uranium, a lot of stuff going going through the Ukraine. Yeah, Pete, and, I know. Uh, Pete, a lot I know. of that stuff was being uh, laundered through Burisma. Pete, some, of it, some of it went, actually went to a Swiss bank first, and then it got laundered through Burisma. Well, Hunter Biden was in Burisma. Um, Pete, so, I, don't, I don't think uh, John Bolton used the term drug deal referring to drugs. Um, uh, I, I, I think, think it was he, I think he used that, he that, used that. too, but it, it was that's what they were actually talking. Well, that's what no, I, I, I don't. I don't think Bolton was talking about drugs. He I was think likening he, it. He was drug. likening uh, uh, the uh, efforts to. Um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say right now, extort uh, uh, the announcement of an investigation of Biden. Uh, by uh, holding back the Oval Office visit for the newly elected president of Ukraine and then holding back the uh, uh, the $400 billion of defense funding. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's pretty clear that's what Bolton meant by the drug deal. Undoubtedly, Ukraine is uh, a society that's uh, beset with a, a wide variety of corruption. You know what? You know who could clear all this up? John Bolton. Um, well, we could, we so, make, uh, you know, on on the uh, witnesses. Um, uh, is the, it such a weird thing to have new witnesses and new evidence come after a House trial? Well, this is only the third time we've had uh, uh, an impeachment trial for the Senate to vote to convict. And it's not like the House could bring these witnesses or documents in. They were withheld by Trump, right? Yes. And the administration's argument is the House should have gone uh, to the courts to try to enforce their subpoenas. Um, and and uh, the administration was in a fairly strong position for uh, talking um, points, I, uh, I'm going to call it, um, in that if the uh, House impeachment inquiry were to linger on into this year and move closer and closer to the election, uh, that became problematic. So the, the timing of... Uh, uh, the whistleblower complaint, which instigated uh, the eventual impeachment vote in the House of Representatives, uh, the House uh, leadership decided not to try to go to the courts because perhaps it, uh, uh, the courts wouldn't decide on, on these subpoenas until even after the election. Yeah, the courts are they're very efficient, these courts. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, justice uh, moves in uh, a pretty slow ways these days, I suppose. They can't just go to the front of the line? like we're, we're... Um, For the House of Representatives, a majority of the members voted to impeach the president on two charges. Now the Senate is hearing those charges. The Senate will decide if they want more uh, information, if they want witnesses to come in. And politically, the issue there is President Trump is scheduled to give his State of the Union message early in February. He wants this trial over so that when he gives the State of the Union message, um, He's he, vindic- he can ex- ex- whatever. It, well, 
That's what the president will say. And of totally course, totally vindicated. That's what he's going to say. And, and of course, uh, the Senate will not have voted to convict him I, if that's the case. I want to get Clyde in because Clyde, Clyde, you're on. You got we got a minute. Can you do it okay. in a minute? I can. I uh, this is Clyde from the highlands of the town of Alaska. Good evening, uh, Professor Keith. Good evening. I just have one one suggestion, and that is is that in order to make impeachment a Right now, it's not a serious charge because it's not bipartisan. In order to make it a serious charge, my suggestion would be to change the amend the Constitution to have it be a needed two-thirds majority vote in the House of Representatives. Then it would be a serious charge. Good luck with that one, Clyde. Uh, is that a ridiculous? That's is, would that that would be hard to do anyway, right? Like amending the constitution, um, just, right? We can, um, we can amend the constitution for all kinds of things. I, I'm my reading of the constitution is the founders uh, put the simple majority in the House of Representatives um, in case there are concerns in the House, and then uh, bump up the majority in the Senate, uh, and uh, that's kind of the safety valve. That's where you need the two thirds vote. All right, that is. I think, yeah, that's all the time. A couple of you guys texted in late. You'll have to text in earlier. Uh, we could probably answer those texts after the show here quick. And, uh, yeah, so, Keith, thanks for coming in again. We'll do my, this again next week. Thank you, Rick. Uh, with the update. Uh, all right, I'll thank be you, back tomorrow. Th- thanks to the callers. Yes, thank you, guys. Uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow on Wisdom.